Welcome to Space to Face, a podcast where we encourage you to build the online and offline presence of your brand. Whether your strength is online or in person, we believe there's business magic to be made in the blending of both. This is a podcast for passionate creatives and entrepreneurs who want to bridge the gap between their online space and meeting face to face. I'm Paige Poppy. And I'm Asia Crescent. Thank you for joining us. Let's jump right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Hello, Asia. Hi. So it's Monday. We're recording. How are you doing the start of your week? This week is going to be so great. I just got back from a coffee shop date, a work date, and my nephew is coming in two days. I think I told you that. I probably did already, but um, he's going to be here for a week. So That's so exciting. He's so cute. <laughs> he's so cute. I'm pumped. And this will be his first time hanging out at my parents' house while he can walk. So just like running around his grandparents' house and I'm really excited. So this week could go faster between like now and tomorrow and then Wednesday through Friday I just want it to go so slow because I just want to take like every minute with him that I can oh so nice so nice how's the beginning of your week great off to a actually really productive start today yeah I know it's only 11 we're killing the game right now and you show this Friday oh my gosh I have my solo art show this Friday in Tempe what is life it's it's really funny actually so Today, we're going to be talking a lot about kind of um, these actionable things you can do to start getting more active in person with people. And it's funny that we're talking about this because I have a lot of paintings to finish this week. So I really should be like kind of hunkering down and staying inside. (laughs) But I still have quite a few things planned with people because that's just how things go now. It's just natural. It's the ebb and flow. You know, we talked about this. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to I gotta keep those appointments up and uh, not be a loner this week. <laughs> oh, can't do it. I wish you could have, like, painting parties. That, that would, would be, be cool. cool. That would be very efficient of I, you. You know, I did – I've done workshops in the past, but I would love to do some more just, like, casual things. I mean, I, I do it with my friends sometimes, so that's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I would love to do that. I wish I could, like, photo shoot and hang out with people. I guess I can because I photo shoot other people, but anyway. Anyway, let's jump in. Asia, let's uh, talk a little bit. You, you can let us know what we're going to be talking about today. So today we're talking a lot about how to start getting out of the office, out of the house, and stepping off of the internet space into face-to-face interactions. And this has been such a huge part of pages in my business that it just seems supernatural. Like now you page, you feel like you're almost too much on that side and you're like, oh crap, and now I need to get back and like really down to work. Um, but I know that for some some people, it's kind of difficult to get started with that. So today we're starting about actually just how to get started and where to actually go when you get out of the house. And we're also going to talk about how it's like 100% exponential. Like the more you get out into the world, the more the easier it is to get out again and the more opportunities you have and the more like dates you've set up, etc. So it's just that it's like a learning curve, I guess. Or what kind of curve is that when you like have to just like do it at first and it's kind of hard to like get into the habit. What would that be called? It's even like habit making, you know, they say like do something for, is it 21 days in a row and then it's a habit. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, like you were saying, it just becomes so normal. Like I was telling you, I think in the other episode um, that I like to have one day kind of like to myself. And one thing we're going to recommend is that you at least try to just like start implementing these things one day a week. Mm hmm. And, you know, really just make an effort and eventually it'll kind of reverse itself. So now I have one day a week where I don't see anyone in person. 
she can't see anybody because there does need to be a balance. You know, that's like what this this whole show is about, like space to face. There is a balance between the two. And so right now we're encouraging people who are on one side to really put all their effort into coming over to the other because then they're going to land somewhere in the middle. And then there always is the ebb and flow where you're like out of your house or your office too much. You're like, we need to come back inside. Let's get it back together. So it's always an ebb and flow. Yeah. Yes, so we have some jumping off points for us to start with, some things that Paige and I have done that have really jump-started, kick-started our local involvement, um, like where you guys can actually go, who you can talk to, and how to get this crossover game rolling. So the first one that we're going to talk about, which I just practice what I preach this morning and every day of my life, is the most obvious, which is coffee shops. Um, Paige, you have a couple of coffee shops you go to in, in Phoenix, right? Yeah, I have a couple that are very close to my house in Scottsdale. They're great. Um, I will say that I have relationships with people at some of them, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because one of them is kind of my client meeting spot. And so I'm not really there to like banter with the barista, even though yeah. I'm friendly, you know, but I'm not like hanging out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Although I will say that having a banter with the barista makes you look very cool in front of clients. Oh, that's a good point. Yes. Very good point. So be, I think it would be worth making a little bit of a relationship. But it's also the coffee shop because there are some great local coffee shops in town that their baristas have been there for years and that kind of thing. But when there's a coffee shop that has high turnover, that's a little bit more difficult to build those relationships, you know. So totally. Like, on the coffee shop as well. That's why I'm excited for this episode too because I was telling you like as much as I'm, you know, encouraging everyone to do this along with you mm-hmm. um i still have like shy tendencies so i'm excited about this episode today to be like hell yeah we're doing this yes and there's so many other opportunities besides coffee shops so i love starbucks as as we all know um so but i like to be involved in the local community and the local coffee shop is such a great place to do that and so i have decided that i'm going to balance out the two and i go to starbucks in the morning um and kind of do my own thing there and then all of my client meetings i have at a local coffee shop so that i can like really engage with them engage with my clients in a local setting because if i keep talking about local and i'm like let's meet at starbucks like it doesn't look as good um, so not that I'm ashamed of my Starbucks love, because I am not. You know, the baristas are local. The baristas live here. That's how we can pretend the Starbucks is local, right? This is my caveat. This is what I pretend. Um, and you, so, you have good relationships with all of them. That is true. Yes. And I, I do love all my, all my Bucks baristas. And of course, our friendship formed over coffee shop dates. So yes. that's a plus too. Um, it's interesting though. I mean... Even when I was in college, I started going less because it got so expensive for me. I was doing two lattes a day and, you know, those were like starting to be like four or five dollars each. Like that's an expensive day. So definitely I've cut back and, you know, I kind of eased into it. I would like do one at home or one in my studio and then I would do one out which was mm-hmm. which was good for me. But it's still kind of something that like definitely – um there's a few reasons why you guys might not love the idea of coffee shops and definitely expense is one of them. Um, Asia solves this problem because she only gets dopio espresso shots. Amen. Which are... 195, baby. 195. I thought it was two. 195 in California because in other places like in Washington, it's 212. I don't know why that is, but I definitely noticed that little 17 cent price jump. In Vegas, it's like 425. I was like, I'm sorry. All I got was like, it's 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 in a smaller cup than a tall. It's like a baby cup. And then it's like a quarter of the baby cup. I'm, like, I'm sorry, how much was that? So if I lived in Vegas, I would not go to Starbucks every day. Ridiculous. If I lived in- 
a lot of things I wouldn't do. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I even now. But I'm also I don't love coffee. I like I don't like the taste of it, but I like like the buzz that it gives me, and obviously the environment. So that's why Dopio is the way to go. And as far as like nutrition goes, like I couldn't go to Starbucks and just like get a frappuccino every day no. because like that would be bad for the bank account and the body. Um, so that's not a good idea. So that's kind of how I limit it. Good example of space to face. Asia is now talking to her male lady. <laughs> Another thing is that it's really like a treat. Like especially if you're just starting out and you're going like once a week, you're just kind of trying to get used to it. Like it's kind of a nice thing. Like I don't I don't do this very often because I go so much that if I got in the habit, I would do it all the time. Um, but like once a week, it's okay to get yourself like a pumpkin spice latte or whatever because that's $5, but that's $5 once a week. It's also like an investment because you're you're able to like meet new people. It's like a, I mean, the whole point of this is to get more involved in your local community. And if you're doing that at a coffee shop, that's $5 to get involved in your local community. But still, that like doesn't make sense if you're trying to do that every day and you're spending like 150 bucks a month on like a non-guaranteed like networking opportunity. Um, but still you can think about that, um, about it being an investment and it's also a write-off. Holla. Oh my gosh. So true. Save those receipts. That was a big thing for me. Actually, my money management invoice system tool, when I get a receipt at a coffee shop, I can just take a picture of it and send it to their email address. This Mm -hmm. is from wave apps, by the way, waveapps.com. Not sponsored. Just love that thing. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just take a photo of the receipt, I send it to their email, and they automatically, like, it somehow scans the receipt, and it tracks, like, what I bought, where it was from, and how much it was, and it puts it into a separate expense report, which I love. That's so cool. That's brilliant. And you don't have to keep them, because I hate keeping receipts, because, like, they fade, and they come away, so if you put them like that, that's brilliant. I keep track of all my stuff on Excel. And then at the at the end of the year, I print out like all of my like PayPal receipts, et cetera, because my Starbucks goes through PayPal. And then I separate it at the very end of the year. It's very inefficient. It's not the smartest way to do it. Um, <laughs> so that's really nice that it can be like that because um, all my Starbucks stuff is on my phone. But I guess the oh, and a lot of people are starting to text you receipts, which is really nice. So nice. Yeah, this this too. If if you get like a square receipt, that you can just forward it to this email address also, and it. It's like I have a personal accountant for free. <laughs> oh, I love that. Wait, is Wave free? Yes. I don't think I knew that. That's brilliant. Um, I love that. Yeah, so it can get expensive, but you can definitely curb that with different things, being smart about what you're getting or considering it a treat. You know, like we're not like, oh, I can't go eat dessert every day or I can't eat dessert once a week. Like if you start thinking about it, if you get a different mindset with it, then it's like that. Or if you think about it as an investment, like in your networking opportunities, which is huge. Um, so that's kind of the pro to the con of like, it does get expensive, but just be smart about it for sure. Another thing that might be like, no, I don't really want to go to coffee shops to work because I can just work at home is that there's a lot of distractions at coffee shops. So that was actually something that my friend, Melissa Jean, who's another photographer in the area, we had coffee this morning. We do, um, Monday morning, we get together for two hours and do biz time, like what Paige and I used to do when she lived here um and that was her thing she was like it's just there's a lot of distractions here you know those people that you know and blah 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 and what i was thinking two things one there are distractions at home also 
So it's just kind of like disciplining the mind with that. Like when I'm, I just recently moved my office space to my home, so now I have a home office, and there are so many distractions here. Like I'm like, oh, I could do the dishes, or the mail lady comes by, like just happened. <laughs> um, just so many different things. And so they're just different distractions at a coffee shop. Another thing that I have done when I go to coffee shops, we'll talk about this, like about being prepared, but I tell myself like I'm going to get 50% of the amount of work done at a coffee shop that I would in that same time frame at home. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I'm going to be spending a lot of time like talking to people and seeing people because that is literally the point of me being out. Like I don't want to go out and talk to people the whole time. Um, but I do expect to be seeing people and have people like seeing what I'm up to and blah, blah, blah. So if I'm going to just have a specific work date, I make sure that I'm not setting my expectations too high and then being frustrated when I'm like, oh, I didn't get as much done at the coffee shop as I would have done at home. Because like that wasn't really the point because you got other things done at a coffee shop. Like seeing people, running into people that there was no way you could have done at home at all. Um, so that's kind of how I curb this like distraction thing do you, do you have that problem yeah yeah I do but like Phoenix is such a big city that like I can't really guarantee that I'm gonna see the same person every day like, like yeah. you know like you used to see the same guests at Starbucks like you know not yeah. the baristas but other patrons and like that that doesn't happen to me as often yeah you know so no I don't have that problem as much um but sometimes I will like run into someone and usually when I run into someone so then for me, it's not as often. So when I do run into them, I take a lot of time to talk to that person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not just like, hey, nice to see you again today. It might be like a big chunk of time. Totally. Um, but I didn't really mind it at all. Like, I I know it used to happen to me a lot in slow where I would run into my friends, like my yeah. classmate friends. And it was always cool to like just see each other outside of the classroom. And definitely what you said that you're making a conscious decision that it's not going to be, you know, 100% focus time, that's, yes. that's okay. Yes, I agree. And for me, I have um, – like I went through a, a phase where I went to two different coffee shops a day and in the morning I would like try to get a ton of like email stuff work done, like stuff that wasn't like super exciting but that I wanted to get done. And then later I would go to a different coffee shop and I would blog. And it was really nice being like this is my email coffee shop and then I – I go home and I do editing work and then I go somewhere else to blog and just having one coffee shop to do one specific thing at was really nice but after I started going there pretty often you just like even if you're even if you're in a big place you get to know the brace etc and then they start talking to you more and I was like I can't I can't blog here anymore and so I kind of had to like step away from that and then come back with different expectations and I be remember like, I, I remember that when you had a coffee shop that was like your hideaway one that you didn't tell anyone you went to and you kind of just kept to yourself <laughs> Yes, it was really nice and I like I actually wrote a really funny blog post about it that I'm super proud of, so I'll link to it in the show notes about like how not to be a regular and remain largely unnoticed at a coffee shop. Um, and it's <laughs> what's funny about it is I was taking pictures in the coffee shop and my best friend CJ was like, Boo boo, explain to me how you're trying to remain like conspicuous or inconspicuous, whatever the word is, when you're like taking photos in the coffee shop. <laughs> I was like, Okay, good point. Um, but yeah, I wrote a whole thing like don't don't learn the barista's name, always put your headphones in like whether or not you're listening to music if somebody tries to speak to you start speaking French like all these like funny things um, so like you know there is a time and a place to like ignore people but if you're comfortable working at home then maybe when you would want to do that you should just work from home but um, for me I have a hideaway coffee shop that I go to yeah. it's really nice because I don't I don't really enjoy working at home especially for for blogging I mean for editing and stuff I do but not for like super creative work like that um, so That's there are the distractions but go ahead that's funny, too, because I like working at home because I don't have to wear pants. <laughs> and it's so funny. Okay. So that's another thing on. So the, another thing is that you might not want to put pants on, which, like, I totally – that totally makes sense to me. And I think – I'm wearing pajama shorts. 
you know, <laughs> I'm not wearing, I'm not like running around freely. Yeah. Okay. Shorts are totally fine, but it's like, you have to like kind of get ready to go to a coffee shop, which a couple things to say about that. One, if you start off by doing this just once a week, you're going to survive by getting ready once a week. It's going to be okay. Two, it's also, I feel like just kind of kickstarts your productivity, whether or not you're at home when you like get up and get ready for the day. It's nice to like take advantage of being at home and just being able to be comfortable. But sometimes when you're like in a lull, it really does help to just get ready. Um, another thing is the more that you get out of the house, the more comfortable you you get and like not having to be super prime and ready for it. Um, our friend Jamie Hyatt, who's a photographer in Canada, was just snapping about how she ran into somebody. Did you see this on her snap? No, I didn't see it. She talked about how she ran into somebody at Starbucks in her sweatpants, and she was like, I know not to leave the house in my sweatpants, and I just was going really quickly, and sure enough, I ran into a client, and she's like, and I preach about this all the time, like, we're going to have a whole episode about this, about, like, being presentable and, like, representing your business in public, but she had a great thing to say. She was like, but it also just, like, reinforces the fact that, like, we're all human, like, I don't want my clients to think that I'm just, like, perfect all the time, which I want my clients to think I'm perfect all the time, but I can understand how other people will be like, you know what, I'm like a normal person, and sometimes I leave the house in sweatpants, so yeah. I totally see that, and that's okay. Yeah, and uh, that's funny you say that. I have a friend, um, my friend Stephanie, uh, her business is, she's a makeup artist, so she's under SN Makeup Artist, and we are just talking about all our friends. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, the the first time I ever met her in person, she wasn't wearing any makeup, totally what? fresh faced, kind of like, you know, not like she looked put together, like kind of like cute workout clothes. Yeah. And I have seen in comments and stuff on like Facebook or whatever, like her, um, her client, like testimonials, people love this about her because she's so super glam on her Instagram that it's nice yeah. to see how like down to earth she is and like. Um, she's also really big into skincare, so it's cool that she, like, lets her skin breathe. Yes. So I liked that about her. I don't mind if someone wants to be, you know, super chill. We also met really early in the morning, so I'm like, good for you. Like, you, yeah. And it does just, like, show, like, it's almost like a transparent, like, vulnerable thing we talk a lot about, you know, and not having to, like, put, like, literally put a face on to, like, be in front of your clients. So I guess it would be, like, don't show up, like, looking, like, hungover and haggard or something or, like, grumpy and stumbly or, like, just rolled out of bed. Like, that kind of look never looks good but if you're like I'm working out and this is fine also Jamie looked gorgeous I was like really Jamie is that what you look like when you go out of the house and your sweatpants that's what I look like when I take four hours to get ready <laughs> whatever so that's another reason that you might be like oh I don't want to get ready I don't want to go but like hey it's worth it and like you look cute it's always really funny because I don't wear a lot of makeup on my periscopes and then mm -hmm. if I'm like going somewhere that day I'll look good and people are like wow you look so great today and I'm like I'm like, oh, thanks. Maybe I should do this more often if people are really noticing. <laughs> you said the standards are very low. And he's like, wow, then with like a little bit of foundation and a lipstick. I like that a lot. I like yes. that. Um, and another thing is that if you're getting ready to go out, what a great day to take pictures for Instagram. You know? Oh, oh always. Yes, that's a great excuse. And then the last thing that we would kind of say is a tip also for getting out of your comfort zone and getting into a new space to work is something that we found out that we both do. Which mm -hmm. is like for me with art, a lot of the a lot of my work I can't do in a coffee shop. Right. You know, like a lot of your editing is digital stuff on the computer. For me, like I need all my painting supplies and stuff like that. How weird would that be if I like yeah. whipped that out? I mean, I could watercolor in a coffee shop. That's definitely normal, but I couldn't bring like a canvas. Right. And so for me, but I do have a lot of digital work. You know, we edit the podcast. I edit videos and blog emails, etc. There's always a digital component. Mm -hmm. And um, I just do something where I kind of batch that work together. So if mm -hmm. I know that like on a Tuesday I need to edit a video, 
I kind of just hold off on all of my editing digital stuff until then. Mm-hmm. And I do it all on the same day. And that allows me to have that coffee shop time and be productive during that time. I love that. Um, I have a huge desktop, which is my iMac, and then I have a laptop. And so I keep all of my photos, et cetera, on my desktop at home. So I always do my editing, et cetera, on that where I'm exporting everything. My Lightroom, my Photoshop is on my big desktop. So I can only do that from home because I cannot bring my desktop to the coffee shop because that would be so strange. Um, So all of my like emails and blogging, et cetera, like a little bit of Instagramming or whatever, social media is done at coffee shops for me. Because So I have in my day designer, it says like, have you seen this where it says like your schedule? Of course, you've seen it. But on the left-hand side, it says, like, the, your time of day and has slots for you to write down what you're doing that hour. And then the other side is your to-do list. So I don't manage my schedule and my planner at all. My schedule is all on Google Cal. So that's just, like, my two-to-do list. So, like, the left side is, like, what I can get done at a coffee shop. So it's, like, anything I can d- get done from my laptop. And then the other side is, like, what photos or things I have to get done at home only. Um, and for me, that's so, much, that's so easy because I have two separate computers they like separate it so it's like clearly I can't edit at a coffee shop because it's like that and you can also be thinking about what things you would be more comfortable doing at a coffee shop like if you could edit on your laptop are you comfortable editing some of the photos that you have like I had a boudoir shoot like there's I couldn't edit this at a coffee shop obviously so I would have to do it at home um so Wait, just that's kind of- so that's so funny because I always like want to edit my YouTube videos at a coffee shop and it's always just like me editing a video of myself talking and I'm like people must think I am so extremely narcissistic <laughs> Totally. I was doing that on the plane when I was coming back from Seattle and I was like, God, the guy next to me, because you have to watch it like five times to like see where you can cut, et cetera. And I was like, that guy next to me probably thinks I'm so weird just editing this photo of myself um, or this video of myself. So yeah, like think about what you'd be comfortable doing like that, but there's always going to be work that you can do at a coffee shop like that. So splitting them up is very, very helpful. And then it also was like, okay, I can go home now. It's not like, okay, like what else can I do here? It's like, these are things I can do at a coffee shop and now I can go home. Um, Breaking up the day is awesome. Yes. And it is good for me. I get to like, I walk the two blocks to the coffee shop and it's such a nice little walk for me. I love doing it. I'm like, I need to get out of the house and just just like get outside in the nicest weather. And so that's kind of nice. So those are all the reasons, the pros and cons of going to a coffee shop, which is an excellent first place to start if you're really looking forward or you're looking to get out of the house and get more involved in your local community and you're making friends with the other customers who are there, it's a great spot to meet other people. Making friends with the baristas, it's really just a great jump start if you're wanting to get more involved. Yeah, man, we could talk about that for days. That was Seriously. like, that was like a, talking our butts off about coffee shops. <laughs> we just love them. They've been so like instrument, not instrumental. Yeah, they, they've just been so instrumental in our businesses. Yeah. So it's, really it's great. It's huge. And yeah, it's great. I mean, we love it. Okay, and so the next thing that we talked about um, that's been huge for me as a photographer and it would be for the photographers as well is engaging with your hairstylist. So when I um, graduated college, I moved to Australia and then I moved to France. And right before I left, um, I went and got my hair done, like the first time I'd ever got my hair done nicely because I was in college. Like I always went to like super guts or something. Um, and then I went to Bluebird Salon and I got this girl named Britt and I was telling her like, I want to be a photographer, but I'm moving to Australia and I'm moving to France and I'll be back here for like whenever. And then I moved back and I went to the same girl and it was so cool to go to the same person. And she kind of remembered me. It had been like a year and a half had passed. Um, And then I decided that she would be my only stylist and I only go to her and just like chatting with her because that's like their job is to like sit there and chat with you, you know, while they're doing your hair. Um, And we have built such an excellent business relationship. I refer all to my friends. I think you went to her. Did you go to her? I didn't get a chance to go to her because I was growing my hair out, but literally all of my roommates went and saw her. Yeah. 
All of my friends go to her. I have converted everyone over to her because I think she's phenomenal. And that was like, if, if I didn't like love her work and love her as a person, that I would probably have had to choose another stylist, which is important. Um, but because their job is to talk, they're talking to you. It's a really great opportunity to say like, this, these are the kind of things I do. And then if they are talking to another um, client, it's a really great opportunity for them to be like, oh yeah, my other client does this, this, this. this. That was a lot of this is right there. Um, but I just think that's such a great person because they're, they are there to talk to you. And I think it's such a good person. Have you found somebody in Phoenix yet? You know, I've only gotten my hair done once. I don't get it done as often as you. So you definitely, like, because you're getting your purple dye touched up. Like, I really just want the longest mermaid hair ever. <laughs> so I don't go as often. But, like, one that I most recently went to, like, she even asked if she could keep my business card because I had told her about what I do. And so they like to have a little stash. And that's even okay. the next step referral is that they're like, here's her information. Yeah. But, but yeah, like... um hairstylists are really active on Instagram too. So even if you're just like following each other back, that's fun. And um, yeah, I sometimes I'm like not as you, I think I'm kind of like growing up, you know, when you're younger, like you don't talk to your hairstylist that much because you're like just shy. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like really shy when I first started college. So I probably didn't even talk that much or like they just ask you about school or whatever. But now I'm more like, this is what I do. And um, but yeah, we actually had like a mutual uh, business friend in common cool. and she, that was her client too so yeah it was pretty funny so definitely goes into the fact that like anyone can be you know like y- you'd be surprised like I've uh, let's like the, let's say like oh I just don't want to make an effort to talk to her like mm-hmm. you'd be surprised who's interested in what you do and who they know so it's always worth it just to like be chatty Yes, that's how it is with anybody, really, and especially with someone that you have to sit there and have to talk to. And if you're in any kind of industry where you work with stylists, if you're a photographer or if you're a makeup artist or I'm trying to think of any other businesses that work work with stylists anyway. If you're a florist, if you're a wedding planner, like there are so many things that if you have to work with stylists at any point, it's so great to have those connections. And it's so nice to naturally build a connection with someone that you're already probably getting along with. They already know a little bit about you. And it's just such a great thing to do. My my stylist and I work together all the time and she styles for shoots with for me and it's just it's such a great thing so that's definitely someone else it's like you're already going to them and so really good to like insert what you do as a business owner with them um it is expensive more expensive than going to a supercuts or whatever but to talk a lot about like being like representing your business well it's an investment that you need to make as a professional I 100% think that that's true like I'm I know that supercuts is totally fine but building a repertoire reputation with one specific stylist is really helpful or one specific salon um and again it is just like an investment that you're making in your business it's a networking opportunity and it's like you're investing in your professional appearance love it so good and like stylist is one thing but like kind of any local business in general yeah. You know, like they're, you know, like handmade shops, art mm-hmm. supply stores for me is huge. Just went into one over the weekend and had some nice, I always use the, the word rapport. I feel like that's like a very applicable word for what we talk about. But like, I, I said, uh, that's not the right word. Rapport is the right word. Yeah, you, like, built a nice rapport with them, talk about what you do. They're more than, they're, you know, people are more willing to help you out or, like, be accommodating or, like, you know, I was buying an easel this weekend with Jake because he got me one for our first year of dating anniversary. And so the guy was, like, really helpful, wanted to show us all the options. So 
That's so cool. We have um, an Aaron Brothers framing store here, and for my very first like open house when I first moved into my office a couple years ago, one of my assistants went there and was like, "Can we borrow some frames to frame the photos that I was like displaying because I didn't have any frames?" And they just donated us whatever we wanted. They were like, "Yeah, take whatever you want and just bring them back and like put our little business cards inside like Aaron Brothers frames or whatever." And that was so great. And so that's another like any local. I don't are Aaron Brothers. They're probably not local, but no, oh, we have Aaron Brothers too. And I'm actually glad you told me that because, well, I need to go buy the frames that I'm going to get this week. I need to go buy a bunch for my solo show. But um, maybe I'll maybe I'll talk to them about what I do and stuff. Maybe I can do that in the future because I always am, like, down to have more frames on hand. Totally. And, like, if you're just using them for, like, a one-time thing and it's just, like, it's, like, repping them, you know, like, oh, where'd you get that frame? Well, I got it. It's just easy for people to see what it looked, what kind of frame it looks good in. I actually need to go do that for um, – for when I start getting heavy into portrait season is to go and see if I can do the same thing. And then if I sell them, then I can give them money, whatever, I'll figure it out. But that's a really good example of going to a business and saying like, Hey, I'd love to help you, blah, blah. But building the rapport first is super helpful. So being just like a patron of local businesses is super helpful. Yeah. Right. My old office used to be in a jewelry store, and that was a really great connection as well because she actually handmade all the jewelry herself and was very involved in the community. She's she's a local here in Slow um, and had a really strong clientele, and so that was really great to be involved with her because just the more people you know, the more people can refer you to whatever, and you can just be a part and really open up your eyes to other things that could be like it could inspire you. I think, and especially as an artist or as a photographer or different things, just learning different things about other business owners, etc is really, really helpful and breaking into their network as well. So, and they're, they're the same as you. Other business owners are doing the same thing that you're doing. So they're always, nobody's going to be like, nope, my networking um, quota is fulfilled this year. Don't talk to me. So. Yeah, I want to talk about that too, because I feel like a lot of the, maybe like a lot of the conversation I see in like different Facebook groups I'm in is kind of people who are frustrated and struggling and they're wondering why clients aren't coming to them from mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting around for it, you know. Like so, me for example, I do hand painted logos for a lot of business owners. You know, sometimes you have those cricket weeks where nothing happens. But if I were just to offer my services to five people mm-hmm. that I met that week, they would probably there's a, there's just so much extra oomph in that personal connection that they would probably be like, okay, I want to work with you, and it wouldn't really be a question to them. Versus yeah. online, people can shop around, and if you're sitting at home frustrated that you're not landing clients this could be really huge for you agreed because your clients don't have to be online like you can, like i think people because they can work online people get caught up in like this really exciting like thing that like oh my client can be anywhere but your client could also be where you are and so that's definitely it's for any kind of i can't think of i cannot think of anything that would be that couldn't have a local client can you think of any business that couldn't have a local client i can think of none no. No. I can't. All businesses can have local clients. Um, so I think that anybody that you meet could be a client of yours. And and if you believe in, we talked about this, I think, in our, our intro episode, but like if you really believe in what you're doing, then you don't feel like it's manipulative to be like, I'm going to go out and meet all of the people and turn them all into my clients. Like if you believe in what you're doing, then you're thinking like, I'm going to like show people or give people an opportunity to see what I'm doing and I think it's so awesome what I'm doing and I think it would really help them it really make their life more enjoyable etc and then when you think about it that way which you should feel that way about your business then you really think that like networking is an opportunity to help so many other people to increase the happiness of other people's lives so yes yes and rant <laughs> <laughs> um 
I just thought of this one too that like is kind of related to a coffee shop, but like co working facilities are yeah. huge because mm-hmm. that kind of is that kind of is more like um maybe just more distractions would happen, but there would be more relevant people to you yes. at a co working facility because it, it because it is other creative entrepreneurs who are self employed, managing mm-hmm. their own schedule and they by going to a co working facility, they are putting themselves out of their comfort zone and they're really asking to be talked to you know if they didn't want to be talked to they could just stay home so if they're in a co-working facility they're basically asking for you to talk to them and that's where a lot of collaboration can happen collaboration is a good keyword there because yeah you wouldn't believe like how many different ways you can collaborate with someone else who's in a different industry or even in your industry that you would have never thought of before until you start talking to someone and then you get to know them and you're like, oh, we could do this fun thing together. Like Paige and I did a really fun thing where I took pictures and she drew on top of them and then we had like a little Instagram thing, which is so fun and there's just so many different ways that we've collaborated and you wouldn't like something that you wouldn't think of without kind of talking to someone. So collaborations are huge and it's also nice being with other people who understand like, okay, now I'm going to work on my computer. Please don't talk to me. And now we can talk and kind of back and forth. Opposed to like, if you're like, oh, let's go to a coffee shop with a friend who doesn't have any kind of computer work, then they want to talk the whole time. You're like, no, thank you. I'm trying to work here. (laughs) Yeah. And like the co-working facility would be a good idea if you were someone who was like, okay, I'm going to get out of the house or my office once a week. And Mm -hmm. if you really wanted to maximize that opportunity and make all of the connections hyper facing yourself yes seriously you're being being a hyper facer because you're like i'm gonna go out of the house and i'm gonna meet some other creatives that would be the place to go yes it's like shooting fish in a barrel like get all the fish in the barrel and they are all they are so that's really it's a really great opportunity we have something like that at poly at cal poly san luis Obispo called the hot house and there's a bunch of different um cal poly students and cal poly alumni i think yeah that place is awesome there's, there's like startups running there and then you can also go in and get entrepreneurship advice it's cool yeah I went up there to um to see to visit some of my collaborators and I had never been up there before but I was like oh I want to come check it out um they're starting an app called 27 where you can sell your clothes like to other peers in your um in your community on there which is so cool so I was like oh I just want to check it out and I went up there and they weren't there but whoever was there was like so friendly and you could tell that they like they weren't like I am here to work on my computer only like right when I came in they were like oh hi how's it going who are you looking for how can I help you let me show you around and they were just so friendly and like that's definitely I feel like how all co-working facilities are I don't have that much experience with them but it seemed like a really awesome area yeah I need to take more advantage of them too someone gave me a pass go to one for free for like three hours so I'm gonna go hit that one up because some of them you can pay hourly, some of them you can pay like per day, or I don't really know how they all work, but I've seen some at the Blue Bottle Coffee Shop in San Jose. Wait, that's Coffee so funny. I was going to say the Palo Alto Blue Bottle so co-working space funny. is so gorgeous. Yes, it's that was so the one. Cool. That was the coffee shop that you said if you got married in a coffee shop, that would be the one. I would get married there for sure. It's so beautiful. If you're ever near Palo Alto, please go there. It's so yes. beautiful. It's, it's like a, It looks like an old mission or something. Yeah, and it has I, does it have lights or did I just envision the lights in my wedding dream? I don't know. It has but lights. It, it has lights. Yeah, I'll leave a link to that in the show notes because it's a really great place to sell. Um, when I'm anytime I'm driving by that area, I try to swing by and get some nice coffee and just kind of check it out. But I've never done co-working there. Um, but it's really neat. It's like three dollars an hour or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Which, which is interesting. I guess you can also make the um, argument that you're like paying for the networking opportunities and you are paying for basically having an office outside of your yeah. own office. Really good point. Very good point. Okay, so the next jumping off point to getting more involved locally is to just flat out get involved locally. So 
you guys can think about things that you're already doing in the community that don't seem work related. So whether that's church, whether that's volunteer work, um, if you're mm -hmm. involved in the Chamber of Commerce, if you play volleyball once a week with a bunch of people, if you have any sort of recreational activities, um, that's a really great opportunity to let those people know what you're doing because you're already involved with them. So something that I did with my church a couple years ago was like, we are having going to have a meeting. If you want to be more involved in the church, um, come to Pastor Charles's house and we'll be having dinner and we'll chat about like how you could be involved in the church. And so I came and I was like, here are all my strengths, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm a photographer. And he's like, okay, great. So now whenever they need like updating of the online directory, I'm the one who takes those photos. So like a couple times a year, every day after church, I just stand outside and people line up and whatever. Um, and it's such a great way to get more involved in my church in, in a professional manner. So that is an excellent opportunity. Um, and then have you, have you ever gotten hired from that? I have gotten hired from that as well, which is awesome. So it's just such like a, it's just like planting seeds. Anything you do like that is planting seeds to like harvest later and just like people know who you are in your professional capacity. So you're not just like, oh, that's just another girl who goes to my church um, who has purple hair, but now she is a photographer. So that is, it's such a great way to do that. So if you're involved in any way in your community as well, it's a great place to start by trying to get more involved professionally. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, um, but I'm trying to think of like, I'm not really like super community involved now that I'm not in school. Yeah, it's tough because I feel like there's like an age where like post-college, pre-family, that you're not as involved as much. But if you have kids, just getting involved with the other, you know, the other parents, etc., I think is great. And like really going out of your comfort zone. I mean, I do a lot of the like Instagram community meetups and stuff. Yeah, that's huge. So I go to that. Those are kind of like already positioned to be businessy because you're supposed to go there and talk about like what you do and like, you know, you kind of do like mini masterminds and all that. So that's kind of like... It's kind but of cheating. That could be its own thing and it's in its own though. Instagram meetups oh. are wait, I thought of one. Wait, go yeah. ahead. Say what you're saying. <laughs> um <laughs> Instagram meetups are huge and that's like kind of a way to to stretch it a little bit. Something that doesn't come as natural, but then like those people are already primed to network, you know? So like that's a great that's a great idea. I just remembered like the funniest community involvement thing that I'm going to be joining. And it's Seriously. so embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah. And maybe I'll have to talk about what I do when I go do this. Um, yes. So my boyfriend, Jake, is very into comic books. He was going this direction. I oh, knew. my God. Okay. So I used to go to the comic book store with him. And I would kind of just like, like, literally, I would just like goof around on my phone, walk around, like Snapchat. I didn't really pay attention to like any of the content or anything because I was like, oh, this isn't for me. You know, I'm not really into like superheroes. And then one day I gave it a chance and I'm now like super into comic books. <laughs> this is a thing now. I, I posted like a, a Facebook status. Today is the day that I spent more than Jake at the comic book store. Like <laughs> how, I don't know how that happened. I bought like six issues and I have, I'm like, you know, you get really sucked in. This is a great business model, by the way, is comic books. So you can either buy all five, like each issue as it comes out each week. And they're like $3.99 or $4.99 a piece. Okay. So you're, you're giving them 4 to $5 a week. And then they have a thing at the end like a trade paperback which is those five issues combined into like kind of a nicer bound book and not mm -hmm. like a magazine style it's like an actual book and yeah. that's 15 to 20 dollars and people yeah. either you can either like wait until it comes out or you this is like so off topic <laughs> you, yeah, you can either like wait until the trade paperback comes out but obviously like you want to read the issues so people end up buying like all five issues and then they want the trade paperback because it's like a new oh, cover no. like new artwork that's so funny. So anyway, one day I should get in the comic book business because 
it's awesome. But I but I really fell in love with the art. So I'm like really into comic books now. But Jake and I were at our favorite comic book shop, um, Ash Avenue Comics in Tempe, and they have like a comic book club um, once a month. And it's like a, it's like a it's not a club. It's like a book club. So they yeah. pick like a trade paperback and you read it beforehand and then you go talk about it. Pretty cool. Of course. And I was, okay, so I just got done with Big Magic um, by Elizabeth Gilbert, who also has a podcast and is incredible. I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but you do. But I just finished the audiobook, which was so amazing. And she talks a lot about how if you don't find anything interesting and you're like in a creative lull to just like follow your curiosity. And so that's kind of something you're like, oh, cool, I'm curious about the comic books and blah, blah, blah. And that's how, like, led to this whole thing, which could be a networking opportunity, which could be, like, a whole basis for a bunch of inspiration, especially for you as an artist. So that's such a good, like, how to, to jumpstart, like, this involvement. Just, like, start with something that you're curious about. Like, oh, you, like, want to know a little bit more about comic books. You go to the comic book store, and all of a sudden you're in a comic book, book club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe these will, like, be my people. Like, they, they probably also have an appreciation for art, and I can talk about yes. what I do. I mean, let's be honest. If I could ever illustrate a comic book one day that oh. would be awesome Gosh, that'd the, be incredible. the only thing is i don't really like draw people cool. and that's like very core but maybe i could be like the background person yes. did you know that comic books have an entire person who just picks the colors what i had no idea yeah so like the artist does all the line drawings and then someone is the colorist so they have like the palette oh yeah so my favorite one of my favorites is gem and the holograms and if you look through it there's like not a lot of orange or yellow and it's like very a certain way but it's like super pleasing to the eye okay we're getting so off topic but anyway that's one community thing i'm going to start doing and i'll report back on how it goes well on this tangent um, I thought of another thing, so see how curiosities and tangents can lead to good things, is if there's something that you can't find in your community, then you can start something. You can start something on your own. So what I've done is I, I typically do girls' night once a week, and we go to a, like a local happy hour, and that kind of fizzled out because our local happy hour changed its menu and made me very unhappy. Um, and so we changed to a different night, and we're doing a different thing where everyone is teaching everyone else something new. And this, oh, is, is, this is our first week. Is this why you're teaching people crochet? Yes. So tonight, um, I'm going to teach all my girlfriends how to do crochet. And because it's not just like, oh, girls' night, we're eating dinner. Everybody's like, oh, can I bring so-and-so and so-and-so because they want to learn how to crochet too. And so we're really starting this like active local community involvement opportunity for myself because there's not something that I would want to go to that's similar to that um, that out there. So you can always start something on your own. So if there's there's not an opportunity for you to go to a comic book store or whatever, you can start a book club. You can start this teaching people how to do things club. Um, so definitely don't feel be afraid and start with your friends. It's an easy way to do that. I love it. I was actually going to start a new community thing. I was actually going to start a new community thing with other local creatives that was um, on Sundays. And we kind of decided that Sunday wasn't the best day. That's kind of like a family day. Mm-hmm. rest day and so we have kind of put it on hold but I'm thinking I do want to start something so maybe that will be a new project for like 2016. Love it. It's such a great idea because I mean sometimes you kind of just have to take charge and if you're someone who is like uncomfortable in social situations because as much as I am like all about that, I hate going to like house parties or things like that. Like I'm really uncomfortable when I don't know anybody or when I'm not like the one in charge. And so something that I know that I do a lot is I'm the one who like initiates a lot of the plans because that just makes me more comfortable. I like having like a very defined role. So that is such a good point. I am a totally different person if I'm like coordinating the event versus if I am a guest at the event. Yes. Like, it's, like, two different people, which I've, I've actually, like, thought about this a lot. How can I channel that 
So I'm not that shy person. Totally. When I'm at stuff, but um, that's a good point too. Yes. So if that's something that you also deal with, then that's a really great way to curb that as well. And the last way to get involved to like where in the world to start is to contact other professionals in your area. So um, Melissa Jean, who is a photographer that I had coffee with this morning, um, a couple years ago, I followed her like Facebook page and she was like, just having business meetings by myself, you know, like life of an entrepreneur. And I was like, hey, let's have business meetings together. Like so nerdy. I had like just started photography, probably like had taken the worst photos of my life. Um, and anyway, so we met up and we're like, oh my gosh, you like to travel, I like to travel. We both talk super, super fast. And we just like really clicked. And now we do so many things together. We second shoot each other's weddings. And um, we just, we have biz time once a week. And so it's so great that like, that was just like a small Facebook message that I sent her three years ago. And now like she's definitely like a staple in how I feel involved locally. Yeah, and you were definitely that person for me. And I mean, we've stayed in touch. Look what's happened because of that, of course. Yes. Um, I do the same thing. Actually, my friend Mo, she is a blogger and a YouTuber, and she has a really great social media management job, too. And um, she was kind of my person recently this summer when I moved back. I was really happy to make her as a friend because we like to have these work dates and we kind of agree we're like let's just work in silence like yeah do you have a lot of stuff to do because she creates a lot of youtube videos so we both kind of have that like editing to do where we can't talk to each other and we kind of agree like let's just go have these times where of course we're like talking to each other but we're also ready to focus Mm -hmm. and conveniently too sometimes she'll text me and I'll be like oh yeah I was already planning to go hang out tonight and edit so just join me and it's fun and it's it's so much less lonely like I think I was there late that night with her maybe until like nine and like that sounds kind of depressing (laughs) to be doing that by myself (laughs) and it feels it feels so much better when you're with a friend I love when my friends go back to school because they have homework and that makes me so happy because they do homework at coffee shops so my good friend Haley right now is um going back to get her master's and her fiance is a teacher so he has to grade and so we do so many fun coffee dates together. <laughs> it makes me so happy that they have something to do they have to really focus on because it would be nice if a friend came with me and was just like diddle-daddling online, but it's different when they have something to do that's important they have to focus on. That's so funny because Jake is in his um, last year at ASU, so he has a lot of homework. So yes. we, we like go to the ASU library together, and I just do like – you know, I don't do, like, my bulk work, but it's kind of, like, oh, writing blog posts, that kind of, like, fun totally. side stuff. But it's nice because he's concentrating and I am, too. And, like, the, everyone else in that environment is focused. I, I mean, I, like, just left the college environment, too. So I kind of like being back in that. Totally. It's fun. Like, I actually like going to his um, college friends' parties, too, because I still kind of, like, miss that community. Like, I miss all my friends from right. that. And I'm so used to being in like an architecture studio atmosphere where I'm surrounded by other people who are working that that's really good for me. So that's why coffee shops work for me too, I think. Totally. Yeah. Because it kind of just like reminds you of when you had to be focused all the time in school. That makes a lot of sense. Um, did I tell you that when I was editing our first podcast, I went to Starbucks and it was pretty late at night and John just came and hung out with me. Mm, that's so nice. He just like met me there and was just like on his phone and it was just so nice for him to come and do that, but that would be, he couldn't do that all the time. Um, but yeah, he just like... <laughs> 
we ran into a friend of his who used to who got like drafted for the NFL and so like he's just spent the whole time like researching his friend and like telling me all about like how his friend got drafted um and so anyway that was really nice but um other professionals that's where let's go back to that so other professionals in your area are great networking opportunities and they also have to do the same thing or should be doing the same thing where they're getting involved and if they are then you can kind of piggyback on what they're doing and be like oh you go to that cool meetup it sounds awesome I'd love to go sometime and if they're not then you are their opportunity to get involved in local so and you, you can't really make the excuse either so let's say you do really have a business where you can't meet your clients in person you can't make the excuse like oh I have no one to meet at a coffee shop it's like girlfriend yeah. you can well maybe we have some male listeners too I don't want to be exclusive you know <laughs> people you can find a creative entrepreneur friend and hang out with them yes. and don't even talk to each other you just you can't make that excuse no I don't think no, I, that's such a really good point. Um, there's always be people that you can be connecting with, et cetera, anywhere. And, and even if they're not in your industry, I mean, like, like Paige and I talked about, Paige is not in my industry, um, or if they are, like there's just so many people that, that are doing the same thing you do and would love to have someone to do it with. Okay, so shall we recap? Yes. Okay. So to recap, here are the zillion ways that you can jumpstart your face-to-face -face interactions with your local community. I said, that, I said that word weird, but that's okay. That's fine. Okay, so the first one, pretty obvious, coffee shops. Get going to your local coffee shops. If you want to start at Starbucks, that's okay, but then definitely get involved in the ones that are more local. Um, the next one would be your hairstylist because she is there to chat with you and she knows a lot of local people. So definitely do not be scared to chit chat with her. The next one is any local business really in general. I have like great connections at the art store. Like you never know who your people are going to be. You never know who's going to want your services or who's going to care. Or like, you know, just have an interesting conversation and don't look at your phone for five seconds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the next one would be a co-working facility where people are already primed to network. You know already that they are other business owners or they are doing something else where they have to focus on a business. So that's a great spot to go. The next one would be community involvement, whether that's church, volunteer work, a comic book club. I'll, I'll let you guys know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. We'll keep updated on that. Um, and then the last one would be other professionals in your area. There are always going to be other people who are either doing the same thing that you're doing or they're also some other creative entrepreneurs. And so definitely reaching out to them and seeing if you guys can get together, hang out, and become each other's local community. And then we also, a bonus one, was making your own way to be involved locally, whether that's starting your own book club, that's starting your own teach people how to crochet on Monday club, whatever. You can definitely be in charge. You are not like a victim of circumstances around you. If there is not something that you feel comfortable doing, you can start your own. So basically, you have no excuses. I would say too, like pick and choose like which one of these sounds the most fun mm -hmm. to you. Like maybe... You know, I can you can make the argument too. Maybe you don't even want to do something that's community involved or like social that is related to your business. Like the crochet thing is awesome. Yeah. But like those are opportunities where you can still talk about what you do, but if it's, you know, maybe create something in your life that like does make you feel relax and have fun and like yes. a different creative outlet and don't be like Maybe you don't need to be a business 100% of the time, but, you know, yeah. getting face-to-face -face and then mentioning what you do, that's kind of what you and I do. We just kind of have fun and then talk about what we do at the same time. Absolutely, because we talk a lot about how it's a huge advantage of us being business owners is that we get this opportunity to not have to be stuck in an office from nine to six every day. And so we should really take advantage of that and, and do those things. Like we really have like a leg up on being able to 
have more freedom during our day, so we should really take advantage of that. So the opportunities that you guys have this week, if you already have a favorite coffee shop, make a commitment to go once a day, once a week, three times a week, whatever, you guys can just set your goal and go for it. Paige mentioned earlier, like just starting off once a week and kind of getting used to the idea and getting more comfortable, seeing the locals, seeing the other regulars is is, is so great. So it's a really great place to start. If you don't have a favorite coffee shop already, then you guys have a lot of fun work ahead of you because then you can try out all the coffee shops that you so desire. Oh, I didn't even think of like tea or boba too. Ooh, so good. Yeah, places that people like come and get something and hang out. Yeah, I wish there was a kombucha shop. That would be so cool. I would so go there and chill and drink my kombucha. I love that idea. Okay, so that's an opportunity for you guys this week. Work on your coffee shops. Another one would be to Facebook message or email two or three professionals in your area, like in the actual town that you live in, so that, that nobody has an excuse for commuting. So be like, hey, you want to meet like an hour away? That's pretty difficult. So find a couple people who you would like to connect with and invite them to lunch or coffee or whatever. Um, this relates back to me because I'm trying to get more community involvement going. Um, you could write down like everything you're involved in. And if that list has nothing on it, you can find something to do. Yes. Yeah, your comic book club. When is that? I'm so excited for it. I think it's a Sunday. Oh, That's gonna be we'll so see. Fun. I'm excited. I need to finish this book. It's so good. Anyway, um, another idea that Asia had that I think is really good is don't eat lunch alone for a week, or you could have one day a week that you don't eat lunch alone. So everybody's got to eat, you know. So true. I think I have like two lunch meetings this week, and it's awesome because you can like eat and get and also get stuff done at the same time so efficient I just love it so I hope that you guys can be inspired and be encouraged and so if you're just starting and you're primarily a spacer we have some great great opportunities for you to become more of a facer and get to the ultimate goal of being a crossover and having more of a balance and just being more fulfilled in your in your business life I had really fun talking about all the face-to-face opportunities today because I think I see more people killing it in the online realm rather than this realm. So it was important for us to mention these things first. Of course, we'll talk about online opportunities in future episodes, but this was a really good one. Yes, I'm so glad. So we would love to hear how you guys have become more actively involved in your communities. Yeah, like if you guys have a really good experience, like, oh, I went and had coffee with this person and it was awesome, or like you had lunch, definitely share it with us. Um, Our inbox is always open, or we would love to see it with the hashtag space to face. So Instagram, use the hashtag. Twitter, use the hashtag. Are you on Twitter, Asia? They can send it to me and I'll I'll send it to you. I'll screenshot and give you a peek. I'll get on Twitter. I'll do it. (laughs) Anyway, just use face to face wherever. And um, if you want to share your stories with us, we would love it. And if you also want to share the podcast with your other creative entrepreneur friends who you think might benefit from what we talked about today and need to get out in that face-to-face sphere definitely pass it along to them yes I love it also I just got a text message from a girlfriend um I am on the wall of my local salon the one that I mentioned earlier and one of my friends just messaged me like hey I saw your picture on the wall of the salon who's your stylist there blah 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 and I'm like this is such a good example of just like something that we're talking about like just putting yourself out there and people have asked just asked so many questions anyway So such a good, there we go. It's happened in real life. (laughs) We're really enjoying all of the feedback so far from you guys too with the podcast. I've been sharing some of the like really nice emails I get on my Snapchat. And then like, like I said, we always screenshot things and send them to each other. I don't know if I've ever told you this, Asia, but I also have a folder on my desktop called Good Vibes. And it was more for like my own business. Like anytime someone says something really sweet or like that I helped them, I screenshot it and I save it. It's always nice to go look back at that. Also good for testimonials down the road. But Asia and I have been doing the same thing now with the podcast feedback. So thank you guys. 
Yeah, it's so funny. The snaps that we've been getting have been so funny. My friend was, <laughs> she just snapped a photo of me like in her towel and was like showering with Asia and Paige because she was listening to us in the shower and I thought that was so funny. I'm amazed at how many people do their makeup and shower while they listen to us. I didn't know that was a thing because that's like not where I listen to podcasts. It's like oh. for me, it's like in the car or while I paint. So yes. those are really fun. We got a lot of makeup ones. Yeah, that is really funny. That's really cool. We should talk about that. Like, hey guys, we're doing your makeup right now. Well, good for you. Represent your business well. That's so funny. So thank you guys so much for all the love and feedback. We really appreciate it. We, of course, are open to more. You guys can go to -to spacetoface.com. Leave us some love. Feel free anytime or on our Instagrams or on our Periscopes. We're everywhere, you guys. Everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you next week. As always, I am sending you all of the positive and creative vibes your way. And we hope you're having a fabulous freaking day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Space to Face brought to you by Asia Croson and Paige Poppy. To find out more about us and get episodes delivered straight to your inbox each week, please check out our website at space2face.com. Until our next episode, we hope you'll apply what you've learned today to nurture both the online and face-to-face aspects of your business. And until then, we thank you and we will see you in our next one.